from behind home plate, your Orioles talk, section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm just, uh, I'm sitting here Wednesday morning and I'm thinking, man, I wish I wanted to talk about the Orioles. I wish today I wanted to break down what's going on in the outfield, what's going on in that infield, some of the little bit of competition we see in spring training. But I can't get John Angelos out of my head. If you want to see that breakdown, or let's be honest, if you want to listen to that breakdown, you can go check out Locked on Orioles. I joined over there yesterday's episode as we broke down the outfield and I really think, we talked about it a little bit with the rule changes on 336 this week, but I really think these base stealing numbers is really going to help out Cedric Mullins because of that four and a half inches difference between first and second base. If we're doing all the math right, reading the things, even just a couple inches shorter, I think could make a big difference for a guy like Cedric Mullins in those 50-50 plays. Basically, I figure anything that you saw as a replay last year, at a stolen base would be safe this year because that's how close it's going to be. Um, but we got to do that later because I still got to talk about John Angelos because I can't get it out of my head. Um, we all know the comments by now. We talked about it on 336 extensively, and it's still frustrating me. I understand that we all can't have Steve Cohen as our owner. We can't have a, a owner that wants to spend whatever it takes to win. I understand that. I also understand that we are a mid-market team. I don't think it's fair to classify us as a small market team. I think we are a mid-market team. I also understand attendance has been low. And hey, what a blessing that was during COVID, according to John Angelos. But there's other things I know. I know that through the 90s, we were a large market team. I get it. It's before the Nats. I know that through the 90s, Camden Yards was packed every night. I know that five years ago, when the Orioles were winning, we had some packed, fun crowds at Camden Yards. So I know that winning baseball brings people back. I know that the Nats' future is in jeopardy, which helps the Orioles. I know that the Orioles somehow own the rights to the Nationals TV broadcast. So don't tell me we are a small market team when you own the TV rights to not one, but two Major League Baseball teams. And we'll talk about TV rights as well, maybe later on this week. Because that's another issue. And you're going to sit there in Sarasota, and you're going to tell me that you care more about the concerts that you're hosting at Camden Yards? If I was the Maryland Stadium Authority and I'm working out this lease extension for Camden Yards, I'd make a no-concert rule. Not because I think the concerts at Camden Yards is a bad thing. I like, I haven't been to any, but they look cool. And Camden Yards is an awesome venue. And you think about, uh, especially outdoor venues, there's cool places to go see a concert and Camden Yards is a cool place to see a concert. But it's taken a focus away from the ownership. I don't need an owner 
that cares more about concerts. I, if you want to be that type of owner, that's fine. Don't let me know. I understand that it's a business. I understand that you want to make money. And I understand that when you have Billy Joel in Camden Yards, that the place is packed and that you're paying one guy multiple millions instead of 26 guys. I understand that the concerts probably make you more money than go by Live Nation or one of these other concert venues. If you want to be in the concert business, go. Do it. I know your wife's like owns a country music label. I mean, that's the whole reason that we had these Oriole country music nights, right? Where the country star would come and play after the game. I mean, that's all for her to promote her people, correct? It's not about the Oriole fans. Again, it's about your wife and this music business. So it's time to sell the team. You don't want the Orioles. You want Camden Yards. You want this really cool venue to have your concerts in. And yeah, the Orioles were a wonderful investment for you. You could sell it now. Sell it now for $2 billion and buy whatever you want. Go buy Live Nation. Go buy, well, I don't know if you can buy Red Rocks, but you could try. Go down to Nashville. Buy the Opry. $2 billion gets you a lot. And you can do all your concert dreams. And I know you talk about wanting to help the city of Baltimore. Nothing you can do will help the city of Baltimore as much as winning baseball would do. Bring winning baseball to Baltimore is the biggest impact that you can make to the city. It brings people into the city. It fills, it fills that venue 80 times in a, a year. It gets people thinking, I'm going to come to Baltimore, even though it's at night, even though there's crime issues, even this, even that. All those excuses go away with winning baseball. You bring winning baseball to Baltimore, you bring more development around Camden Yards. You have businesses and restaurants that understand, hey, I want to invest in the city of Baltimore because I know those Oriole fans are coming and they'll be here and they're going to spend money at my venue. So decide what you want. But stop using my Orioles as just a business while you care about your other business. Don't compare the Orioles to horse racing. It's not the same thing. Don't tell me that no one watches the spring training games on TV when you've never put the spring training games on TV. There's so many things wrong with, your, with everything that you said, John, this week. But the biggest thing is you made me question whether or not you're even an Orioles fan and whether or not you care. So I can't get that out of my head. We'll see. I might have to go more on this tomorrow because I got distracted with the music angle today. Go buy a music label. Sell the Orioles. That seems to be the best thing that could happen for the Orioles. And I'm sad because I was the number one Peter Angelos apologist. But you ain't doing it for me, John. 